We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. everybody so people have, uh, was recommending me do more of the Jocko videos so here we go with one on why discipline comes from within so let's go ahead and start it, very very frustrating to try and become disciplined and I apologize that I haven't talked about the fact of, of what to do if you come from an undisciplined family or you have undisciplined parents I haven't really talked about what to do in that situation, but there's a reason that I haven't talked about that before, and that is because you don't get discipline from your parents. Zach, you don't get that. You don't get... It's not like an infused virtue. <laughs> you wake up, I'm disciplined. And St. Thomas was told by his daughter, or told his sister, when his sister asked uh, how, how to become a saint, he goes, will it? Basically, have to have the discipline to do it you just don't walk wake up get baptized and go hey you know i'm just gonna walk i'm just gonna get through the motions and uh just bolts on through heaven but in heaven and now i'm gonna get on the calendar it don't work that way you don't get discipline from your parents from your grandparents from your older brothers and sisters you don't get discipline from an external source you have to get it from you that's what self-discipline is. You get it from yourself. You get it from you. So th there's people from every possible background, from no parents to crazy parents to, you know, drug-addicted parents to super-squared-away parents and everywhere in between on that spectrum that are completely disciplined people more disciplined than anyone I know. It doesn't come from your parents. You don't inherit it. And there's another piece here. It's called ownership, right? It's called ownership. And if you if you want to blame... Before he gets into the blaming part, think about in our situation, my dad was a professional golfer in uh, mini tours in Florida. We didn't wake up and just start being able to play golf after. We had to be able to have the discipline to practice. So he made us come out and practice, built in the idea of practice and working on form over the course of our lives as kids, which translated in other sports. We became disciplined to, uh, Mike played football and baseball. I played basketball and then played baseball. And I had the discipline to go out on my own to practice to get my to get in to get on a college baseball team after playing basketball for years and before the basketball I was playing hours a day I needed to get better than anybody else so it wasn't just going to get infused into me by just sitting around doing nothing and I couldn't blame anybody else if it was going to be to blame it was going to be blame me I didn't work hard enough for that so you had to have the discipline to go out there and practice if you want something you got to go out and earn it 
we sit around sometimes we just feel like uh well what is our, what are we do we, we don't go out thinking what we need to do for something we act like it's just supposed to come to us and supposed to be just just because we exist something's supposed to come in our laps other people for the problem and i say this all the time if you don't take ownership of the problem, the problem's not gonna get solved. So if you blame your parents for not having raised you in a disciplined environment, you're not gonna solve that problem. You're looking at your parents saying, if you would have done a better job being more disciplined for me, I would be more disciplined now. So that means that means you can't do anything. The fact of the matter is it's wrong. You actually can do something. And it doesn't matter what, how your parents raised you and brought you up. Think about that as in terms of last year. There's something you could do. So, all right, there was there was diocese that literally shut down. Some bishops took the faculties off priests, basically, and shut down the entire thing. Some dioceses weren't. I was in a diocese that wasn't, you know, uh, I was say, completely shut down. It was closed, but the bishop basically told people, priests to get out there and do your jobs. South of me in Diocese of Charleston, they basically was just on hiatus for months and months. They didn't do anything. So people could have sat there in Charleston and gone, hmm, even here, could have said, well, well, I guess we just can't do anything. Oh, what was us? You know, the bishop ended up closing it down. We can't do anything. Well, I guess we'll go out with it. We won't do confession for you know, months. Or, uh, you know, not even, not even go to a mass or attempt to try to find one. Just sit there and say, oh, well, I guess I'll just get up. And maybe I'll cook some breakfast. And maybe I'll shower before I turn the TV on to watch a TV version of a, a mass and that was the way you want to go instead of trying to figure out how can we do something better than this people from Charleston drove across the border went to confession they found out some many people did this who was open what times were going on they called up they made sure they called up the, the parish they looked it up they got on their text list whatever figured it out to go do something <clears throat> it's the ones that then and used every excuse under the book because there's a lot of people that have that's all they got is excuses. Oh, this, somebody's too old. Somebody's got this. They were, you know, they, they're on the, you know, they're above the age of 70, blah, blah, blah. There's excuses for it. It's all excuses. We're going to get to do it. We're going to do one on our excuses. So I'll try to stay out of that uh, for a podcast later. But where, own up to what you can do. You can do, there's nothing that can stop you from going to finding a mass. Finding, the, the whole planet didn't have mass to stop. One down the street, he was like, 10 people could go in. Wink. More than 10 people showed up. It took a Karen before to shut that idea down. He still had mass. So he still had opportunities to go somewhere. Sure, if you were in the middle of the heartland of South Carolina, maybe it was three hours away, you could still get in the car and drive. The gas stations were open. Just how much did you will it? How much did you want to do it? Did you want it enough to go to confession during those times or not? And if you didn't, are you up for complaining and putting the blame on others? Hey, I'm first one. I'll put the blame on a lot of people. There's a lot of millions of people who have left the church because of what the uh, bishops have done during that time. It's also the problem on the people that left. There is, they're, not, they're not hands clean to do this too. They could have had ownership of, I need to learn about the faith more. Maybe I should try to do, even before all this. It's on them to learn it as well. It's on both. It's both problems. So you just can't say one. You just can't blame 100% the 
on these people, which is a big problem with them closing it down. That's they ended up, you know, kicking out a lot of making a lot of people not come back because of it. But you still have to own up to say, hey, that's going to happen. I'm not leaving. Read more, study more, get the, you know, like Dom Garanger. It's online. Everyone, their brother puts on an email list anymore. There's things you can do. You can have the discipline you need to decide to do it. So, as long as you're blaming other people, I mean, if you blame me for not discussing it, you blame me for having zero idea what that experience is like, you blame your parents for not raising you this way, as long as you're blaming other people, as long as you're counting on other people to give you discipline, as long as you do that, you will not have it. Again, think about the faith. Just because, you're, uh, just because your parents go to Mass doesn't mean you're going to have the faith, not, and I want to say not the faith, but the knowledge for the faith. they got to teach you that. But if they don't teach you that, it's on you to find out knowledge for yourself. We didn't know. We didn't read any books growing up, My the, the, our, the siblings. We, we studied after. It took my dad dying before we even cracked a book. He was always preaching about reading a book. We never did it. It wasn't until afterwards that we started reading books. So, again, I, I, I'm sorry. I should have made that. I should make that more clearly. And I'm trying to make it more clearly now. And, and like my parents, my parents are, are good people. They had successful careers as as educators in public schools. And my mom eventually became uh, went into school administration. My dad taught in high school for 30 something years and they were good hardworking people and uh, but i'll tell you they were no they were no extraordinary preachers of discipline <laughs> and i'll tell you I, I in fact i i never remember either one of them ever using the term or referring to discipline in any way mm -hmm. um you know and actually both my parents worked they both worked a lot my dad was coaching sports and we're doing after school stuff my mom same thing like we were on our own a bunch my parents were gone in the morning we got ourselves to school when we got home in the afternoon they weren't home uh you know so it wasn't like they were setting up this rigid disciplined manner for me right yeah. and um and you can see this with families many many different families there's families that have kids that the parents are very disciplined and the kids are wild mm -hmm. and out of control sometimes it problematically so right kids that come from really good families but they get addicted to drugs lack of discipline kids that come from really good families but they they spin out of control and and go in the wrong direction and there's also the opposite mm -hmm. which is hey the parents weren't around or the parents were abusive or the parents were drug addicts and and all the come the kid the kid comes out of that and is squared away is awesome and we saw that all the time in the SEAL teams. And I've said that before on this program. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where your background is. It is what you decide to do. Yeah. That's a good point right there. What you decide to do. So you could blame everybody under the sun for your your current situation or your failure of this or uh, you're, you're not, you don't not know the faith as much or uh, priest told you no or something like that. You blame everybody else. But you gotta be able to own up to whatever it is and figure out is that an excuse or a reality that hacks that you can't you can't avoid. Like I mean, if you if the if the uh, an asteroid comes down and lands in front of your car, destroys your cars and the road or anything, all right, that might be a reason a reason that you can't get somewhere. 
It's not an excuse. The excuse is, well, I just don't have the time. You have the time. But it goes back to how much you want it. Do you really want to get to a, go to confession? Do you really want to say, do you really want to know the faith? If you do, you prioritize it a little bit more. Um, and I'll tell you another thing. It's not even from the military. Like the military requires discipline, obviously. But there's plenty of people in the military that don't have it, <laughs> right? And and many poor many people lose their discipline when they leave the military because it's not being imposed on them anymore. So I mean, just go look around. Uh, I mean, being in the military does not make you a disciplined person. Being from a disciplined family does not make you a disciplined person. Being in a, a disciplined group does not make you a disciplined person. What makes you a disciplined person is choosing to be disciplined. Goes back to. St. Thomas, will it? So, yeah, I, I and, and also as far as telling people to man up, um, which, you know, when someone says, how do I get up early every day? I say, get up early every day. Yeah. How do I stop eating sugar? Stop eating sugar. That's the definition of man up, but obviously it's not just men that need discipline in their life. I don't think I use that term, but what I do tell people is to get after it. That's what I tell people, to get after it. Yeah. I tell people to do the things that they know they're supposed to do. Right? There's things that you know you're supposed to do as a human being. Things that you know are going to improve your life. Do those things. There's things that you know are going to make you a worse person and make your life worse. Don't do those things. St. Paul pretty much said something like that. I do the things that I don't want to do and I don't do the things I need to do. You know what you got to do. Put it down in the regular. I, I, I was going to put another video. But uh, uh, Gabriel Garcia Moreno's a rule of life. I got it framed over here. He wrote down what he was going to do. Every morning when saying my prayers, I will special, I will ask specifically for the virtue of humility. He was going to always read a chapter of the uh, imitation of Christ. He will always say to myself, I'm worse than a demon and deserve hell. But should I, should be my uh, hell should be my dwelling place. When I am tempted, I will add... What shall I think of this in the hour of my last agony? He had 10 of them. Uh, I would make a particular examination twice a day on my exercise of different virtues and the generation, general examination every evening. I will go to confession every week. Things that he said he was going to do. Make something like that. There's, I mean, you got the Catholic uh, planner, the uh, the saint maker. He, they, they have a thing on there. How, what you need to do. What are my, what are my goals for the day, week, month? virtues you're looking for etc pray for them and work on it you gotta will it you know what you gotta do then do it probably not tweeting 1600 times a day is gonna do it if just like if uh, there's a mass that you, you, you want to go to and there's maybe I don't know five of them and the one particular one is packed and you don't want to sit there in the hallway with uh, watching it on a TV yeah, it's a good thing that, that it's packed because it's busy and people going over there. Step to help get get a movement going to help build the build a new church. Maybe get the diocese. Hey, when all these guys are closing down, maybe we can take over the bigger church. That's an idea. Or maybe go to bed a little bit earlier to get up earlier to go to an earlier mass. It's not. This isn't rocket science here. Don't do the things that are making you weaker. Start doing the things that are going to make you stronger and smarter and faster and healthier and going to make you a better human being. And I'll say the same thing to this guy. 
wake up early. I mean, how many times do you hear that in a sermon? Get up earlier. Don't hit the snooze button. Wake up. Get disciplined enough to get up. So you, the alarm goes off. The body wants to lay there. It's nice. Pillow soft. It's comfy. But you guys, I know like St. Francis, Francis of Assisi. Brother ass, get up. You're, we're getting up. If you can't beat your body at that time, how are you going to go when there's, a, I don't know, say a girl dressed in modestly and you, your eyes are wanting to do everything they can to look at it? How are you going to fight that? If you can't just start with something small and build up from that small as just getting up out of bed early. And on top of it, you get out of bed early before a lot of people get up. Maybe you can do a little workout before texts start rolling in or people start contacting you. Maybe you can do a holy hour. Get to mass and if it's a seven o'clock mass, maybe it's a six thirty. I don't know what, depending on the schedule. There's a lot of things you can get done before most people go to work around eight o'clock or something like that. So get up at five. That ain't hard. Get up at six. Get up at four. There's days that I need to be if I need like there's a meeting or something I need to get to early. I'm getting up at four, four thirty, maybe five if I go. Oh, I guess I'll sleep in. Five. Getting up. Thirty minutes. I'm out the door. I'm at the gym. Now it's awesome. There's nobody there get a lot done nobody's bugging me on the phone bam get in and out back home people are still not up get some reading done get some stuff done on the website all of a sudden you got breakfast you got the whole day ahead of you just something start like that maybe you can go to adoration again like i said for 30 40 minutes jesus king of love uh father mateo Crowley. get the book get this one he speaks of a group of uh men uh, it's about a thousand men that went to the, I think it was that uh, <clears throat> there was four blesses one saint out of the whole thing and they would do all night adoration on Thursday nights the city of Lou there's a there's a parish here in town the father wants to become he wants to start a group that would be like an example of the city of Lou he wants to do that to be to gather vocations to increase holiness sanctity among the people so, but you just can't talk about it. You got to actually do it. Complaining about the things that are going on right now. Okay, well, so you got the meat problems going on. Uh, they're going after the food. Well, how can we stop? How can we combat that? Grow your own food. What's the excuse? I don't have room. You got room. I don't have time. You got time. Everyone and a brother can plant a, a raspberry bush. You can plant a blueberry bush. You can start small. Start one at if you don't have to go big. Start one and then build from there. Not saying you have to have forty thousand peach trees. Not saying you need to have sixteen oxen in the back or anything like that or forty-eight thousand chickens. Learn about who's got the chickens and the eggs in the air. Learn who's got the watermelon, the cantaloupe, things like that. Go to the farmers market. Learn your butcher. Go to your butchery. Maybe the parish can have a I don't know, farmers market in the parish parking lot for a couple days, Friday and Saturday. Incorporate the people in the neighborhood. Maybe we could promote we could promote the faith at the, these farmer markets. Invite them to mass. Have a have a Q and A with the priest. Y'all can set it up. The priest don't have to do much. They just have to open up and have the time to do it and figure out what time they want to do it. Knights of Columbus can get together and, and can buy you know pizzas from Little Caesar or something. Or I don't know. I'm just coming up with an idea. Get them some get them some uh, drinks and pizza. Q and A. Come ask the fathers whatever you want about the Catholic faith. Maybe we get some converts out of that. Because pretty sure not too many people know about what we teach. You want to be more disciplined? Get after it. That's it, man. 
Get up early. Do some kind of workout. Eat good foods. Clean your room. Make a list of things that you're supposed to do in your life. And then wake up in the morning and do those things. Kind of like uh, when your parents told you to make your bed. Oh, that's, that's stupid. Why do I need to make my bed? It's practice some discipline to be able to have some ownership on just your bed. To be able to do that every morning without even asking. Clean your room without even asking. Shower. Just personal hygiene. Things like that. It's just things that you do. Your discipline in those things. Expand it out to other walks of your life. And he said, walk, you know, write things down. If they got the same planner, walk, write things down. Make sure you say the rosary. Make sure you say the three Hail Marys in the morning and afternoon. 15 minutes read the scriptures, mental prayer. Have that little checklist if you need it. Again, Garcia Moran had a rule of life. It's called the regular. There's a sermon on it. It's called the regular. Living the regular. Listen to that. Get your own regular. Put it down. Write it down. Print off his. Use his. That's fine too. That you put on the list. That's what discipline is. And no, it is not easy. But you're not going to get it from anyone else but you. And it's worth it. And it is the thing that is going to bring you freedom. No, it's not easy. Nothing's ever easy. Nothing worth doing is easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's the great line from... Legal their own, but people have said it before that one that movie too. If it's easy, everybody be doing it. The tough makes it hard, makes it great, and it does. If you're doing something hard, over and over, and you finally get that done, then it's glorious when it, when you finally win it. It's, think about that for heaven. You went, you 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 suffered a great fight. You ran the race. As Saint Paul said, ran the race. You, you went through the entire fight. You struggled. You endured the whole way. Persevere. And you get to glory and it's glorious. It's the same mindset, same idea for this. You got to work every day, every second of your life, every minute of your life to become better. You don't want to fall. Any minute you could do it. I, I, I thought about this from, from the uh, Father uh, Michael Mueller's book, on The Holy Mass. Really <laughs> hit me yesterday uh, reading this chapter. It's uh, St. Bonaventure. If after communion you do not feel any effect of the spiritual food you have eaten, it is a sign that your soul is either sick or dead. You have put fire into your bosom and you do not feel its heat. You have put honey into your mouth and you do not taste its sweetness. I saw that going, holy cow, hopefully I'm not sick or dead. Uh, I'm trying to, every, every time before Mass, try to keep your mind. It's hard with two kids. That's an excuse. Now, I'm trying not to use that every time I go into man. Oh, he's distracting me on this and that. It's so hot. Those are excuses coming in to get your mind off it. Keep your mind right. Keep your mind right. Pray your guardian angel to keep your mind right. Keep your mind right from praying at mass, things like that. You have to fight. It's hard. It's supposed to be hard. But you can make it easy if you fight. That's the... We live in a world when everyone's, everything's about convenience and everyone's got more excuses than law allows. Oh, that's because this, this, we're weak. We need to grow stronger. We need to get more discipline in every aspect of our lives. One little step, one little victory at a time. You can think about that with uh, some people want to try to get the traditional mass to all the parishes. Start one. Start to another one. Start to another one. Don't try to think of, oh, it's a global thing we need to get. Think locally, act locally. Local, get it small. Keep your center. Convert one person in a year. Then work on another one the next year. Work on another one. And work on another one. And work on another one. Don't think about how, how are we going to get 6 billion people to be kept. You. Focus on one. 
Because yeah. if each, everyone who listens to something like this, or we got 190 subscribers or other guys that are talking about this, if everyone just got one, imagine how many that comes out. I mean, that's just say 100,000. Maybe if 100,000 people got one, each one got one, that's 100,000 more. Also, it takes discipline to sit there after mass when you see everybody else walking out and you just stay there and give a good Thanksgiving and stick around after mass and say hi and talk to them a little bit after mass is over. You'll see everybody, a swarm of people walking out, start talking and hear them talking. You can hear them laughing. You hear them joking. It takes real hard discipline to stay down, to stay praying, to stay on your knees when everyone else has left the building. So there's David Goggins, and I'll have to edit out his uh, four-letter words every so often, but the rest of it is solid. I like this idea of you know doing taking this inventory um, tool and applying it to how you're spending your time throughout the day. You know, I right. talk about this a lot. You went into detail in this challenge about, look, man, if you if you actually write down how you're spending your time throughout right. the day over a seven-day period, oh you're gonna. God. I mean, it's crazy because I oh. thought I was being pretty efficient with my time and I've done this and it's just amazing how much time is wasted that you're not even consciously aware. It's unreal how much time you waste during the day. And most of it is on these computers, phones, you know, Instagramming back and forth, whatever the hell you call it nowadays, tweeting and texting. We waste so much time on our little gadgets. It's unreal. And we talk about we have no time. If you really take, you have to take your day and write, write down this one day. Everything you do, write that down, and you're like, my God, I am wasting so much time on funny. I mean, it will, it will, if it doesn't infuriate you, it should. Because there's so much time, I can't get it in. Look at your schedule, you just wasted seven hours down. I mean, and you don't have an hour a day to try to get something in for yourself. I guarantee everybody can find an hour. Then it becomes about. There's people online that are online all day long. You know who you are. So you, it's. Are you? How do you do mental prayer if you're tweeting nine hours a day? How you do? Are you playing with your family? How you doing anything responsible for how to become a saint if you're on social media all day long? That's. I mean, you got to be brutally honest with yourself and don't get mad at someone else for bringing it up. Take ownership of the situation. Change the ways you go about it. You can spend all day online writing blogs and things about other people or how someone else has maybe wronged you. But did you do anything to cause that? It's not like somebody's out to get you. Not the world ain't all out to get you. Priests aren't out all to get you. Or Priests don't get up in the morning and say, hey, you know, I'm going to go get somebody. Today. No. What have you done? Take ownership of it. If you're looking at other people saying, hey, this guy did wrong, this guy did wrong, this. Look, it's the whole thing. One finger is pointing out. The other, three, other four are pointing back at you. Fix yourself. And on top of that, convenience. Everything's just so convenient for us. It's easy to go to the grocery store and get the packaged food. It's hard to go to the farmer's market. It's hard to go to the butcher. It's hard to cook right. It's hard to eat right. It's hard to work out. It's easy to just let yourself go to a big to flap. It's easy to sit in your chair all day and play online. It's easy to watch movies all day. It's hard to read. It's hard to get in the car and drive an hour. It's easy to go right down the street. And sometimes even that, you'll find an excuse not to go. It's hard to learn catechism. It's easy to watch stupid videos on YouTube. It's hard to watch catechism or Bible study class on YouTube. It's easy to eat 
bonbons and popcorn and peanuts and candy and they, it's hard to eat foods that don't taste so great. Try to make life a little bit less convenient. You don't have to make it hard. You can do it easily. Get up earlier. Stop looking at the phone so much. Stop tweeting so much. Somebody's talking about I need to get a different, they need to get a different phone so they don't tweet as much. Why don't you just stop tweeting? Changing the tool isn't going to do anything. Just mindset. Have the discipline not to do it. I'm going to do X and do it. If you want to lose weight, do it. Put a goal. Don't go for I remember one time I was walking by, uh, I was leaving, uh, I was going to lunch, and somebody at the uh, the uh, shake bar uh, said that their goal was to lose 100 pounds. And I, I was spitting my drink across the day. What? Why not start with 20? How about 5, 10, 20? Put 100 out. That's a big goal that you could, if you don't get to it, that messes with your head. And you might not make it. And you get and you get discouraged by that. Don't start too high. Start small. Build up. Again, just like with the rosary. Don't start trying to do a whole three rosaries. Start with one. Maybe do the Pauline Jericho. Venerable Pauline did the living rosary. Got five friends do one decade each. So they got one decade here, 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 and here. And then they got five friends. They got five decades each. And then they got five friends. They got five decades. And all those friends got five friends. They did one decade each. A living rosary. Start that. It gets you in the habit of doing it. You got to start small to build up to others. Like we said at the beginning, three Hail Marys. Make sure you get three Hail Marys. Was, I think uh, somebody uh, timed it. It's like a minute and a half. You got a minute and a half in your life in the, be in the beginning and end of the day. Another one is satisfied. Don't be satisfied. I remember my ju my junior high coach was it Robininsky. I think his name is. He always said it's a, uh, satisfied as a four is, is your cuss word. Never be satisfied. Never be satisfied where you're at. Always improve. Just like in spiritual life, always improve. You're not going forward. You're going backward. There's nobody stays the same. I think it was St. Cyprian that somebody told him, said, I, w I wish to be the same. And they go, he responded, then you try to do the impossible. You can always just go forward or backwards. There's no stain to stain. So never be satisfied with where you're at. Again, that goes to being uncomfortable and not being, uh, getting out of the ease of things. It's like when you work out, what are you doing? You're putting stress on your muscles to build. You're breaking it down. You're putting stress on it to make them stronger, better. And bones stronger, your whole body and healthy. You don't do anything, you get weaker, frail, uh, uh, come uh, sustain, you come uh, susceptible to uh, you know, a lot of injuries, uh, sickness, things like that. Yeah, spiritual and so just like in the spiritual life, you gotta always <laughs> say, in, say in this area is the teams keep pounding, yeah, keep pounding away, you gotta get better at everything you do. Anyway, well, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope this, hope you got something out of this. Uh, we'll do another one on excuses. I've been wanting to do one on that for a while. Got everything ready for it. Just need to do it. And uh, yeah, because that's a lot of a lot of you hear anymore. It's just excuses. Um, God bless you. We'll talk to you later.